You're listening to the Toolstation Western League podcast with Ian Knockholz and Tom Hiscott. Welcome to episode 40 of the Toolstation Western League podcast uh, with me, Ian Knockholz, and I'm delighted to be joined by not one, not two, but three wise men. Christmas has indeed come early for our end of season roundup. Um, I am delighted to welcome the man who is always with me, uh, ever present throughout the season, Tom Hiscock, the editor of the Toolstation Western League Bulletin, but also bringing back two of our favourite journalists from across the region. Ross Reed, the godfather of grassroots sports news across the southwest, of course, the man who is the Southwest Sports News Twitter feed, and Josh Thomas, our favourite journalist from the mid-Somerset area, of course, a journalist with the Western Wall and Somerset Mercury and the North Somerset Times. Um, guys, thank you very much indeed. Um, for for taking the time um, to come and join us as we look back on what's been a memorable season in many respects, on and off the pitch for the Tool Station Western League. But I think we'll kick things off with the Les Phillips Cup final. I, Ross and I enjoyed a, a very pleasant day in Tiverton, a sun bay, a sun drenched Les Phillips Cup final. But of course, regular listeners of the podcast will know that the way that this works is that Tom gives us. The, the 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 important information and then and then if and then if I've got anything sensible to say which is very rare I, I come in and fill in the blank so Tom for those people who weren't um, at the Les Phillips Cup final or those who don't health. know the result can you <laughs> could you tell us I mean it was Helston of course against Shepton Mallet um, who went home happy indeed yeah so it was uh, it was Helston who who took home their second uh, trophy of the season uh, recently winning the uh, Cornwall Senior Cup having beaten Millbrook on penalties. That was a tight affair. And, uh, yeah, as, as I say, repeated the trick on, on Saturday. Uh, the Les Phillips Cup at Tiverton. Uh, 2-0 win for them. Um, they'd actually played each other on the final day of the season, which I thought was interesting. And uh, Helston having uh, come out on top on, on that occasion as well. Uh, but it was, uh, yeah, first goal coming midway through the first half. Uh, Reuben Wilson uh, poking the ball home. Uh, and then a second uh, from Ricky Shepherd. Uh, he'd scored a couple in the, in the semi-final as well. Uh, and then did the trick again uh, in the finale. So, uh, yeah, 2-0 win for Helston. As I say, cup specialist, you could almost argue. So uh, a 2-0 win for them over Shepton in a uh, pretty impressive uh, Les Phillips Cup final victory for them. And I think, Ross, we would agree that um, um, they were the better side on the day. They certainly were the better side in the first half. And and, th- and then they, they did really well. What Tom's not mentioned there was the incredible first goal because... Uh, Tom Payne, the Helston <laughs> player, had this. He saw the keeper off the line and uh, just lobbed him. And it came back off the face of the goal, didn't it? And it caught everyone by surprise, apart from Ruben Wilson, who nicked in and he was quickest to react. But And then Ricky Shepherd, yeah, what a boy. Uh, it's obviously joined them from Millbrook, where he was, you know, scored for fun and he, he's continued that run. Um, so no surprise there, really. He's a very good player. Hopefully, he'll buy me three pints when he sees me next time for saying all that. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was a, it was a good. The, the great thing about it, Ian, it was a great crowd there, wasn't there? There's was a nice mm. crowd. I don't know what it was in the end, about three sixty, was it? Something like that, yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah, a really good final. Uh, but but I, I was going to say, yeah, you asked me about. I th- I thought Shepton were unlucky in the second half, um, but but that said, Helston played well, didn't they? They defended really well, and you know they. Tom alluded to it. They're a really good in cup ties. They've they've got all that all that all that you need in a cup tie. You know they can score from anywhere, and then when they get their goal, they're hard to break down. So, yeah, cracking final. It was good to see friends there. 
Yeah, no, it was a it was a great occasion for that. And I think Tom, I mean, I know you're <clears throat> specialist for us with the stats, but Helston have finished the season with some pretty in- impressive form, haven't they? They it's a long time since anybody's beaten them. Yeah, I mean they they carried that through the the sort of knockout. Well, I'd call it a knockout stage. Obviously, it was a knockout competition, but the final few few rounds, indeed. Yeah, they've been keeping clean sheets for fun. They've been. Um, yeah, winning goals by a couple of generally a couple of goal margins on on each occasion. So they've really been, yeah, well, yeah. They'll t- if they could take this into next year, that would um, that would definitely set them up well. But yeah, playing away from home pretty much consistently come the end of the season as well, which was interesting. And they uh, were victorious on on many occasions. So yeah, as you say, took it into the the Les Phillips and yeah, a couple of couple of big wins, the semi final victory, two 0 over Ilfracum. That's impressive in itself. As I say, Shepherd scored twice in that one, and then yeah, repeated the trick on the weekend. They're about twenty or something unbeaten, Tom. About something 20, it comes close to that, I think. 20, yeah, yeah, I'm sure that I'm sure they're twenty one or twenty two unbeaten. Phenomenal in league and cup. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're as you say, they finished finish the season as one of the one of the form teams. So it probably wasn't a surprising result on, on that front. And as you said, beaten beaten Shepton on the final day as well. So I think um they probably did go in as favourites and then they lived up to it by the sound of it. So yeah, impressive stuff from Helston and yeah, I, I think deservedly winners I would say. Now yeah. now Josh, I, I know that you that Shepton are a little bit out of your um your patch, but obviously as a as a sort of a as a Somerset and from the Somerset perspective, that the the season that had promised so much early on um, has seen that side sort of tail off a little bit towards the end of this season. Yeah, it's a shame. I mean, they are a really good sides, and it's always good to see um, Somerset sides to do really well. But you know, it's sad to see teams ball off the tail like that, and for them to finish in um, well, not in a in a bad way, but in a, just a weird way that's like they'll come back stronger next season. I've got no doubt about that. Yeah, Aaron Savoir is a great manager. Savs is, you know, they're, they're, that was the other thing. They're, you know, the, the managers, we forget that about non-league. The managers are getting, well, they appear to to me because I'm 62, but they're getting younger and younger. And <laughs> Helston got a great manager, Matty Cusack. And, um, yeah, Sevs is doing a good job. Shepton, he vowed, I, I saw him go on Twitter afterwards, that, that both managers get on well and they're very complimentary to each other. So that was nice to see. That's always nice to see, actually, is, yeah, when they're on the pitch, they want to beat each other, but the respect they've got for each other afterwards. And Seb said some nice things about Helston, but he vowed that Shepton will uh, more than bounce back next season. I always put my hand up here and say that I I am, I definitely said that they were going for promotion this season as well. So they were one of my tips to finish top two, certainly. Which won't go down well with my hometown team in Saltash, but well, we, well, we'll come on to Saltash in a minute because I think they're one of the great sort of romantic stories of this season, Saltash. Um, but um, um, the, our league photographer John um, Newport was at the game. He's taken some lovely pictures, which are accessible through the website and, of course, on um, Tom's um, bulletin. And uh, as always, um, Helston Athletic had their own video team there, and the highlights for that Les Phillips Cup final are available if you search for um, Piran Films, I'm sure, available through the Helston Athletic account as well. Um, but we will take a look forward, gentlemen, or look back, I should really say, to um, our Premier Division season. And this is an opportunity um, for um, for Ross and for Tom um, to bond over their mutual adm- admiration for, <laughs> for Saltash. Um, of course, runners-up at the end of the day, but they pushed Mausel 
um, all the way. Um, Ross, I guess we'll kick off with you, really, because um, this was a titanic struggle in, you know, two sides that had really very different backdrops to this season, but, but, but both came so close to glory in the end. Yeah, two brilliant sides. Again, two fine, fine, fine managers. I think I'm noticing that more and more that teams, if they can reflect how, how good their managers are, they, they're generally there or thereabouts. And Mousel and Jay Cash, I mean, I think they'll be a very good side in Southern League One South next season. And Danny Lewis did a great job at Saltash. He's a he's a top boy. Um, so um, they both are. You know, I know them both very well. I've known them for a long time. And I consider myself very fortunate to be in that position. You know, the Cornish clubs, as I say, that. The old saying sometimes is true, cream rises to the top. And it was no surprise to me to see Mausel and Saltash doing so well. Again, Helston doing well. You know, all those fears about the Cornish teams joining the league. Well, you haven't had to play them for very long because they get in the league and they go straight up. And that, you know, I say that as a proud Cornishman, to be honest. So um, hopefully, you know, I think next season there's going to be even more you know, St. Blasey joined the league next season. So they're ones to watch out for. Very good side. And uh, one of my my former clubs, Brixham. I actually played for Brixham way back in the day. So the Fish are joining the league. So that's mm-hmm. that. They're going to be they're, they're really, you're going to really enjoy playing against these guys and meeting them. And, you know, uh, they're, they're just two fabulous teams. St. Blasey have got one of the best pitches, I think, in, in the Southwest, let alone. Cornwall so um yeah it's 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 very exciting times and uh, you know I'm, gl- I'm glad we've got a bit of a break I expect Tom and Josh are and you yourself as well Ian but <laughs> but I, I'm I'm already sort of salivating about next season and how exciting it's going to be now Tom am I right in thinking that Saltash are one of the sides that you've been able to watch this season I think you you it, 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 that's a part of the world that you like to holiday in Indeed, I've got a bit, of, a bit of family down that way. Some some grandparents live down that way. So I've managed to get to a game. And I, I yeah, I mean, I echo, echo what Ross just said. I mean, I think they had a pretty tough period around uh, New Year, Christmas, and they lost yeah. a couple of, couple of games then. But from then on, I think it's one defeat since, uh, I think it was the 2nd of uh, January they lost. So I'd say tough, tough turn of the year. But since then, one one defeat in the league and to fall agonisingly short of of that the, uh, the the points required to have, have grabbed top uh, it must be it must be tough but I think yeah, well I think we all anticipate them coming back and, and going again next year I'd have thought I'd, I'd be surprised if they were uh, outside the top three come season's end and yeah I think they're they're they're, they're primed and ready to go again I'd have thought wholly agree with that Tom spot on and you, you watched you watched them at Manor Farm didn't you Ian I did. I did. Um, so, I we're, so, we're, so we're all supporting the Ashes in one way, all over the place. Yeah, well, I mean, you mentioned Danny Lewis, and we've had him on the podcast a couple of times this season. I think he speaks incredibly well, um, and I was just really sorry for him. Um, now, Josh, um, we've gone from the sort of the best of times to the worst of times. Um, you wrote a, a, a wonderful piece uh, in about Ashton and Batwell um, recently. I think everybody in the league was surprised to hear that you know the club were taking the choice to um, take a step down from um, Western League um, football, but I guess that just goes—it's—it's it's a sign of the times that we're living in. That a side that had competed so well this season, perhaps punching above their weight, dare I say, um, have um, have been affected in the way I guess 
by the problems that we've all been facing, um, you know, in the cost of living crisis and the other problems in society at the moment. Yes, it's it's very sad. It's, it's you know they finished tenth. You know they had a wonderful season. They finished eighteenth the season before. So for them to finish in tenth, I think. But it was just you know what Mike Thomas was saying. The, they were screwing up for volunteers. I think they had in the uh, program from September until the end of the season. Not had an advert for volunteers to come and help them, and not one single person responded, which is out, which is staggering, which is completely. Sad to think, and then I think it's basically affected Mike in a lot of ways more than one. So for him to actually step down and just see one club now just go into it with the reserves continuing in the Somerset County League, I think it's a big loss with the two station Western League, and it just shows just how many teams need to rely on the volunteers. And you know we have some volunteers out there who do a wonderful job, but if you don't have the support and numbers, despite I think they've got six members on their committee. It really is difficult to actually keep it going and to see them, you know, I, I really believe they could have been one side to go from strength to strength. So for them to see them go down is a very, um, well, a dark day or a sad day in the history of Two Station Western League. It is, but I guess it's, we, we're lucky in some respects that we haven't seen a lot of that. We, I mean, there have been examples in, in sort of recent memory. Obviously, Street took the decision to come back to the Western League from the Southern League, and it wasn't that long ago. I remember Gillingham Town um, um, dropped out the league before they've ultimately come back. And I guess the most important thing is that our clubs are um safeguarded you know that these important community institutions remain as part of their community even if it's at a level of football that perhaps isn't the ones that you know they just they, they competed so admirably at and the fact is that ashton and backwell remain and that's the most important thing but i think it had, more needs to be done i think like mike said more needs to be done i don't know what we can do to ensure that clubs like ashton backwell and what you said the other team you said i think there needs to be something to be help put schemes in place to ensure that this shouldn't be happening. And I mean, to see that is just a complete, um, so sad. I just think, you know, I think I've heard that the manager has left, I think, you know, he's done a wonderful job there since coming into the helm, you know, and there's other things going on, which I still think we'll have, find out much more information in, in the next week or two. But to hear all that, and I think just to have that one team now, it's sad to think that we've just completely, you know, it's not just benefiting the two station but to have two teams the first and the reserves and now just I think continue with that one team I think which is the reserves yeah it's a county league is a massive um, massive disappointment and shame and um, what about one of the other sides you follow then Clevedon Town um, um, I, I suppose that you know they've had a bit of an up and down season by their sort of recent high standards yeah they have but I think it's still a working process they have a really good side there I think they've got a really good foundation I, I, I think Alex White is a great manager I think he's going to bring the best out of the next season. Yeah, of course, it's been a mix for them, but I think it's going to be a really testing point. And I think they've got some really good players there. Archie Ferris, Freddie King, he's only, I think, 17, 18, 19. He's not that young. He's, he's quite young. And there's a really bright prospects. Every time I've watched him, he's impressed me. So I think they've got a really good um, team. And I think Alex White has coached, I think, 15 to 20 players of that team while he was in with the N18s. So, you know, he knows those players from where they played in the under-18s with the first team. I think it's going to... Uh, Clifton Town are in for an exciting season next season. It's going to take time, obviously, with the um, situation. But, you know, I think Clifton Town have got a really good team there. Got a good team off the pitch as well with the volunteers, with the likes of Paul Davis, um, Brian Rota, chairman. 
and people like that, you know, you've got a they've got a really good foundation to go far in that league. And I think next season we could be seeing we'll see them much higher than they were this season for sure. Um, Tom, one of the things that I think you and I have perhaps been a little bit surprised to see this season in the Premier Division was um, Bridgewater United falling away mm. in the way that they did. For so, I mean, they started the season in incredibly impressive form. Um, I, I honestly thought that they would take that throughout the season. Everybody had a little bit of a wobble. I mean, Mousel had a slow start by their own high standards, but um, Bridgewater United do seem to have, um, have fallen away a bit. I'd say so, yeah. I think... You, you... Generally, over the last couple of years, you'd always guarantee them having a pretty, pretty strong home home form, and that 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 began to fall away as the season kind of came to an end. And I think that was sort of giveaway that it wasn't all quite right. You sort of thought they were kind of up with the top couple, weren't they? And a couple of couple of pretty surprising results. Not, not heavy defeats, I wouldn't say. It wasn't sort of that stark, but it was just uh, the sort of last couple of seasons on the occasion they've been picking up these three points every every sort of Saturday afternoon, and and this this season it didn't. Didn't quite seem the case. I mean, uh, 20 wins is, is nothing not to be sniffed at. Pretty decent goal difference, just looking at looking at tables and whatnot. But I think, um, yeah, I'd, and they're one point short of what reaching 70, which again, not to be sniffed at, but not quite the lofty heights of the last couple of couple of seasons potentially. I think, as you say, there was a, yeah, it came 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 tough for them down the stretch. I'd say they're sort of letting in goals more often than not, and um, yeah, disappointing to, to finish as they did. I would say, but. But not disappointing in in the entirety of the season. I think it'd be tough to tough to call it a failure or anything along those lines. I think it was was good enough, but not yeah, not not reaching where they've they've been in the last couple of years. And and they obviously yeah came on stuck against a couple of couple of champion sides from um, yeah from, from the uh, the corners from Devon Region who've uh, yeah really improved the, the standard of the league. I'd have thought so. That's probably pushed them back a little bit. Be interesting to see how they do bounce back next season. Of course, um, there was an announcement from the club that they are up for sale um, mm. now. So whether or not um, whether that comes to pass uh, remains to be um, uh, remains to be seen. Ross, one of the one of the um, observations that Josh made just now about Ashton Batwell was the issue of sustainability and the problem of that um, across the non-league pyramid. And, yeah. Um, Obviously, the last couple of times we've had you on the podcast, you and Josh, we've been talking about um, the proposed merger of the Western League with the with the Southwest Peninsula League, and really the sort of the, the the key driver behind that making football more sustainable across the region with a second step five division. Now, obviously, next season we won't be having that um, in place. We hope that the FA will put you know move to put it in place. Hopefully, the season after that, but that you know there are no guarantees and. You know, whilst I've been talking to managers on the Western League podcast about how they reflect on that, you know, from a journalist's point of view, Ross, you know, what 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 have what's been coming across your desk? I think um, I think it's fair to say there was a disappointment that that the merger didn't happen for most spheres, but I think you've also got to ask yourself, you know, you and I discussed it on Saturday. You know, let's be fairly transparent, and 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 it, it does come down to whether clubs actually want that, and I I think. I think the next time around it'd be most most interesting and probably a, a must-have to 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 survey the clubs first and see what the general feeling is across those sort of levels. And you know, there's not that many teams, is there, to to send something out to and say, "What do you think of this, chaps?" and go from there type thing. So um, personally, I, I was I, I was um, I'll use a football phrase. I was gutted only because I get on so well with both leagues, both leagues 
you know, I think are really well run and, and I, I'd have loved to have seen two step five leagues in the area and, and all that that would that would lead to. But, you know, it hasn't happened now. And let's hope that in the future, you know, every every cloud silver lining and every 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 day a school day, you know, you learn something new every day. So um, fingers crossed next time we'll all know a bit better. And as I say, I think the general consensus of feeling it is probably now that we, we we know that it's not happening. We just go we look at other ways of doing it and, and how, how we approach it next time. Josh, in your sort of conversations with Clevedon and 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 um, and I suppose specifically Ashton Batwell, I mean, I don't get the impression that the Ashton Batwell situation would necessarily have been saved by um, the, the restructuring. But um, certainly, I know Clevedon. It, it, it's an important. It's important for that football club. I mean, you know, I, I guess you know you you must have you you must echo the disappointment that that you know that Ross has experienced. Yeah, definitely. I think it's always a disappointment, especially the planning process. I think it would have been a really good opportunity to see teams playing close to each other. I think it was um, a disappointment at the other day to actually see it not go ahead. And I think, you know, teams would have benefited from the um, closeness of playing each other. But I think in a way, it's just like a lot of lessons to be learned, how we're going to apply for it next time. And if there is a next time, but I think it's just a very, like Ross said, a very big disappointment. If you're thinking, Toolstation, I know they'll save me money, but do they have all the top brands? You know, DeWalt, Makita, Einhell, Stanley, Myra, Kudox, Nest and Santex. Yeah, they do. Over 15,000 trade quality products in the range from the leading brands with prices that are hard to beat. If you want a helping hand to save on your next job, try Toolstation. With over 300 branches, there's always a Toolstation near you. Um, well, let's move from a disappointment to um, one of the success stories of this season. It's if if the if the Premier Division campaign has been a memorable epic, <laughs> then I think that the the First Division um, campaign Brilliant. has been has been absolutely outstanding, and and one of the reasons for that is the fairy tale story that is Nausea and Tickenham. Um, Josh, now when you were singing their praises at the beginning of this season, I, I mean, I wouldn't go as far as to say I thought you were mad, but I did think that was, I thought you were being very polite. I thought, you know, you were saying some lovely things about this club that had just joined the Western League. And, you know, and of course I'm sat here thinking how difficult it's been for teams, you know, like AEK Bocco and Bristol Telephones and <laughs> FC Bristol. When they join the league, you know, they, they need to find their feet. Even Plymouth Parkway, Ross, needed yeah. to find their feet in the tool station Western League. Well, that didn't apply for Nowsy and Tickenham, did it, Josh? What can I say? I'm just a genius, all right? What can I say? Now, there was something special about them when I was watching them. I went to see them uh, on the final day of that season against Will in the um, Somerset County League. And I seem to remember they were 2-1 down with like four or five minutes to go. And they got two goals in stoppage time to win and carry their unbeaten run. And, and I thought, you know, there's something special about this side. They've got something really going for them. So when I said at the end of the season they were going up, I just really genuinely believe they had a really good side. They've got players who have been there. They've got good managers Nick and Jamie. I mean, these stats now, I'm just going to tell you the stats of them now. In their first ever season in the Division 1, 31 wins, 5 draws, 6 defeats and 98 points. But what's staggering is the goals they scored. 120, which is only second to Brislington, and 45 goals conceded. But for for a first season in Division One, 
score over 100 goals is remarkable. And they fully deserve the promotion that's come their way. And they could go for strength to strength, you know. I'm going to say again, and I'm going to call it again, they're going up again next season. Oh. Three promotions on the spin. Wow, that's that's bold. That's that bold. is that... bold. <laughs> we'll, Don't let me down we'll... now, Don't let me down now, right? <laughs> we'll, get, we'll get Ross's take on who he thinks the, the runners and riders are going to be next season. But, I mean... From your perspective, Ross, the first division title race, it was intriguing, wasn't it? Although oh, you know, there was, a sort of, there was yeah. an inevitability, there was something of an inevitability about the, the, the Galacticos of Brislington. Yeah, there was, you know, they, they were, they're incredible. But it's, um, I think Josh is right, you know, you, you get something with a side and we've seen it in the actual football league, haven't we? And they, they get on a run and Nelsie and Tickenham have, have done incredibly. Of course, we mustn't forget Oldland. You know they're, they're, mm. they they've won promotion and that's it's it's very easy sometimes and and I don't know if you do it but I, I probably from my perspective and Josh's and probably Tom's is that you want excitement from both divisions you don't want to just concentrate on the Western Premier all the time um, because that's not the nature of the game so it's it's very exciting to see the first division you know pan out and how it pans out and who's where and it, it, you know. I, I'm equally excited about what happens in the in Division One next season again. You know, I, I was looking at the makeup of it and Cribs Reserves. Well, you know, that'll be interesting. And and Josh, do you know much about Middlesbrough Rovers? Honestly, I don't. No. I don't. So I think that's <laughs> that's. I, I like your honesty. I think that's where we all. You know, you know, they're coming into the league. So who knows what they're going to do? So it's it's. You know, Nelsie and Tickenham have, 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 have blazed a trail now, and, and and all those sides coming up from Somerset have got something to, to something to look up to, but something you know completely achievable. You know, they know it can be done now. You know, and uh, I can't wait to yeah, like like Josh said. I mean, he's made a, a bold statement on their behalf, but I think it will be interesting to see them playing the Bridgewaters and the Salt Ashes, and you know, it's it's a, it's. Like I said, it's going to be a very exciting season again. We just need a bit of cricket in between. <laughs> Sorry, Ian, but you said about Somerset sides as well. Well, City as well, um, who came third. I thought they were very um, unlucky yeah. to go up. Um, 96 points as well and, you know, beating in the playoffs. But for them to actually, you know, I think I, I really like Sean Potter. I think he's a great manager, done really well at Cheddar. And he's proved that well, City... And he's always missed out on promotion by either a couple of points or he's missed it by a fine margin here and there. And I think next season, if he keeps the side together, Royal City could be a really good side next um, next season. But it's going to be a very close um, league next season. It's hard to call now. You've got, you've got some really good player teams. Sorry, Bristolton, of course, who um, didn't go up, of course, because of the situation before. But, you know, you've got some really good players in that division. Players are cut, teams that are coming up as well. You know, it's really going to be hard to call next season now. You can't, you can't call it. But I think Wells, if they can keep their players, if they can get Sean Potter and of course he gets the best of team he goes, they could be really up there. But you know, you've got a really exciting league next season. And Wing Canton are—they've been there the last two seasons, haven't they? They're always there or thereabouts, so they're going to be another one to watch. Oh, it'll be a photo finish with them. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, the old ones are best. Now, on a serious note, though, Tom, um, mm. we, we I know you. one of the things you love to talk about on the podcast is the goal scorers. And I mm. think all of those sides, you know, Wincanton, certainly now's in Tickenham. I mean, of course, yeah. Shirehampton as well, who did so well yeah. um, uh, this season. They've all been sort of spearheaded by 
Western League's own versions of Harry Kane and <laughs> and and and, and Harland. So um, I mean, I know you've got the stats in this week's um, in this week's bulletin. So I mean, mm. if you reflect on those goal scorers, just. Tell, t- take us through those incredible achievements. Sure, I mean, yeah, you mentioned mentioned Shirehampton, so it was Scott Bamford who finished finished top of the pops this season. He was, um, yeah, I mean, he ended the season. I think he had a bit of an injury, sort of. I don't know, was it sort of putting dates together, but maybe April time, and sort of missed a few games, and then came straight back in and was was scoring hat tricks pretty much from the off. I think he had a couple of occasions this year. Where he had back to back trebles, but he, yeah, yeah he did. I think, yeah, it was incredible. I mean. 42 goals uh, to, in, in all competitions. So cup goals, league goals, plenty of them. Uh, 36, uh, including his playoff goal as well. So uh, that was that was top of the first division. And as you said, I think um, it was Adam Wright who finished fourth from Wales. But he, yeah, he's he's their main man. I mean, you mentioned about holding on to players for next year and if they can bring back bring back the same squad. I, I see Wales as a bit of a first division powerhouse, to be honest. So I agree that they're going to be towards the top, I imagine, next year. And, and Wright would... Would spearhead that. Uh, Luke Bryan, uh, another another prolific season uh, for the Bath side. Odd down, got 31 league goals, which is which is top stuff considering he was on the back of a another fantastic season last time out. Uh, and Sasha Tong as well. He yeah, another guy who uh, I'm pretty sure finished with back-to-back back-to-back hat tricks at one point. He got 32 league goals as well in the first for, for FC Bristol. So he really um, yeah really, really shone, didn't he? And then I think mentioned sort of Nailsy. They had a couple of chats. <laughs> finished above 20 so i think they shared them out pretty well uh joe berry and luke osgood seem to be on the score sheet most weeks uh one mm-hmm. or the other so um yeah there's no surprise to see them uh towards the top and and as josh said they were yeah scoring the amount of goals they did as a team um yeah that's that's pretty much why they've um yeah why they've ended the season where they have they were yeah they were pretty frightening to play against they were uh, they went on runs of sort of scoring five every week it, it, it came across and um yeah that's that's tough to tough to go up against even if your defense isn't quite on top of things but yeah um yeah, plenty plenty of goals flying in the first division which is another reason yeah we i think we enjoy it a lot don't we the, the title race this year was was fantastic the fact that brisington you could almost argue they romped to the title when two other teams finished with more than 95 points that that's yeah some going. that yeah. is real some going uh, those phenomenal yeah, absolutely. It's, um, and and then for, for Oldland to come in there and, and pinch that playoff victory and and grab promotion, all the more impressive from them as well. I think they 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 finished the season really strongly and and they took that into the playoffs and, and look where it's where it's taken them. Uh, am I right in thinking, Ross, that um, I think it was last season um, Oldland beat Helston in the Vars? Yeah. So that was a little bit of a statement. I'm saying yeah, immediately, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it. Well, you know, especially you've seen we've just said that Helston are, are, you know, a great cup side. So um, that's that's the beauty of football, isn't it? That's why we're all here around the table, as it were, and that's why we we love our non-league football. You know, it it, it will. It's it's you know as as I keep saying, it's just going to be very exciting next season. But it always is. I'm the worst person to talk to about this because I think I've covered the league now for something like forty seasons. So it's it's ridiculous. I can remember when it was the Great Mills League. You know, so I really I really think you know there's something that keeps me coming back to watch it just because it's you know it's 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 real football for real football fans. Clip that. Clip yeah. that, Tom. Um, <laughs> oh, 
I think this conversation is sort of inevitably hurtling towards, you know, what we what we think is going to happen um, next season. Of course, we don't know what's going to happen next season, but we we can speculate on which sides um, we, we think are going to do. Are we going to, you know, are going to do well? And I guess one of the interesting things, if we start this time in the first division, there are so many big hitters in there. I mean, we've talked about Brislington. Obviously, Bitten have been reintroduced to the Western League. Cadbury Heath um, have come down from the um, from the Premier Division. Um, you know, Odd Down, um, of course, were another side a couple of seasons ago that took, an, you know, um, voluntary relegation. And that's not, you know, including the likes of, of Wells, um, possibly even Shirehampton, who've done, you know, who've done so so well this season. So we, we, we are seeing an increasingly more competitive first division. It is, you mm. know, it could ease. I, I don't think Brislington are going to have it all their own way this time. No, it's it's definitely, it, it'll be ultra competitive. It's, it's yeah, you're right. Uh, it was interesting listening to Tom because those names, of course, those goal scorers, Luke Bryan, Sasha Tonya, blah, blah, blah. They, they come up week after week on the Twitter feed and, and you, you're forever like saying well done and, you know, <laughs> and especially when they're getting hat tricks. And, mm. and of course, FC Bristol have moved across, haven't they? Yeah. So, which is a shame, really. I think that is a great shame. But it's, mm. it is still going to be, you know, very exciting league, like I said. Who's going to win it, Josh? Cool. No, no nail seeing Tickenham. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Shadow Portishead. All right, I don't know who's going to win first or second, but the two teams are going up are Shadow Portishead. I'll call it now. <laughs> Good, Josh. Do you think Ch- um, Portishead? I know Ch- it wasn't. It was a transitional season, I think, for for Cheddar. But I mean, for Portishead, do you think they would? Um, you know, are they looking to build on this season? Let's put it like that. Do you think they'd actually be targeting? You know, to finish a little bit higher. You think next season? <laughs> Without doubt, they've got a really good side, a really good team down there. I think it's the, they had a lot of injuries towards the end of the season. So for them to actually go through that and, ha- you know, it's not easy with a squad when you got a lot of injuries back forth. I think they had a bit of suspensions, you know, and it's bound to cost. But if they can get injury free and if they can keep players without being suspended, which I think was more about injuries, but, you know, you need players in your squad to come and throw those people in if there's no... Um, want to replace them with but they've got a really good side they've got some really good youngsters coming through and they've got no doubt I think you know if they can keep that going they can keep injury free there's no doubt there's no way they can, there's no reason why they can't go and have a good season next season Tom have you got a feeling um, for who you think what the ones to watch in the first division might be next season it's tough to tough to go away from Brisbane it? it fascinates me the fact that obviously with, with the situation they weren't able to to go up, having um, having gathered all those points, you don't obviously at this level. Generally, the teams that are finishing top are going to go up. They're going to they're not going to have a chance to sort of defend their title, so to speak. But they're there to be shot at now, aren't they? Um, Thirty six wins from forty two. It's tough to see how phenomenal. How they only lost four times, didn't that's they? This... That's, that's absolutely it. It's tough yeah. to see them falling off a falling off a cliff unless there is a big turnover of of of, of playing staff. Um, I. I the stats, I mean, it's, it's obviously stats are only what you see on paper, but it's it's tough to tough to look past them at this. Um, mm. We're in, in in mid-May, looking ahead to, to next season, but I think they would be, yeah, the fact that they get to obviously right a few wrongs potentially um, is uh, yeah is going to be motivating them again to 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 finish towards the top. And uh, yeah, I think it would be a, a big 
a big, uh, big impressive move by somebody to to, to usurp them. Of course, one side with a with a, a very strong pedigree in the Western League was Bradford Town, who find themselves back in our back in our first division. I mean, I, I think from the you know if I put my my Wiltshire hat on, mm-hmm. my green and white Wiltshire hat on, um, <laughs> then um, you know it's certainly on behalf of. Um, um, Warminster, I think they'll be pleased that they've got another derby game um, back in the calendar. But um, it'll be interesting to see how how they go because, of course, when they were in the Western League, they were a very strong side. Yeah, the Bobcats are back. Yeah, it will be. You know, um, that's the interesting thing with these league crossovers. So sides, you know, that may have been in the Hellenic League have, have gone one way, and sides that may have been in the Western League have gone the other. So. It's it's always interesting to see you know what does go on between the leagues, but yeah, of course, the, I I think you're right in that. I think they'll be strong in the first division certainly. They were a good Premier Division side, weren't they? So they certainly were. Yeah. I mean, let, let's go to the let's go to the Premier Division. Um, More. Ross, you you mentioned at the beginning of this um um uh, you know of our chat, you talked about St Blasey. You 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 made a case for Brixham. Um, and of course, Brixham this season had a very, very good run in the FA Vars, didn't they? Yeah, they went all the way basically to the um, to Corsham and, and and was that the semi-finals? I, I, I mean, the it was season. the qu- I think it was the quarterfinals. quarterfinals. That's it. it yeah, sorry, quarterfinals. Sorry, um, yeah, all the way to the quarterfinals in Corsham. So, yeah, Kieran Park and their their skipper scores for fun as well. See, he's just picked up the Golden Boot Award for that division. Like all these sides, you know, they, they seem to score a lot of goals. And I think we're seeing that in football now generally, you know. Um, uh, so, they're, they're, as I say, they're, they're, they're good sides. Um, I've just got to remind myself as well that, of course, Mangotsfield, if they stay in, you know, it's, it's I mean, yeah, you've got 36 games there and it's going to be, I, I, could, I could see a team. You know, they they're gonna have to win thirty games to win the title, aren't they? So, uh, you know, it's one of those. Mangotsfield, I have to say, I haven't been on my radar um, for a while, but um, and that's not strictly true because my mate Ray Johnson managed them for a bit, mm. but he didn't stay there very long. So, um, um, that was short but sweet. But I mean, Ross, that you know, uh, am I right that, that they've obviously been a team playing at a higher level for a while now? Yeah, they have, but they 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 were sort of mid-table Hellenic Premier, um, and they they had their moments as well, you know. So it's it's it is going to be interesting. But um, again, historically, I mean, Mangotsfield were, you know, a Southern League team, weren't they? You know, yeah, in all but name, you know. So uh, yeah, interesting times again. You know, it it'll be how they how they cope with with the Western Premier and whether they finish higher. I think. I'll just check now quickly. They finished eleventh in the Hellenic Premier, so that was that was a twenty teams. So, you know, they'll be looking for a top half finish, and it'll be interesting to see if they get it. Uh, and that might tell us a bit about the strengths of the respective leagues, because of course Cribs move leagues, and they went they went up, and they've gone up under Rich Luffman. So yes, um, so all very you know it is yeah it's. it's to use that word interesting but it is interesting you know it's captivating i'd rather use the word captivating as it sounds a bit more exciting than the uh, snooker term uh, josh i guess the the, the the real proof of the pudding will be in in who ends up 
signing on the dotted line for these clubs as we go in into the new season. I mean, we can speculate as much as we like at the moment, and we're looking back on a body of work over the last season, perhaps perhaps more. Um, but um, that will really tell us, um, um, you know, which of these sides are gonna are gonna shape up to make a, a title tilt. Yeah, definitely. I think players, of course, you know, who you get is going to be crucial and how you're going to go up and who is going to um, come in place. But, you know, unless their deals are, are done, we can't, there's no way, you know, you've got to be able to squads. Of course, you've got, you've got to strengthen them with a few players here and there. But at the moment, there's just too many teams out there, you know, on the squads alone that really look dangerous and whatever happens, you know, but you've got to compete with these if they got if you want to go up and be the best you can be, really. Oh, it's going to bring it to a close, gentlemen. Um, thank you very, very much indeed for taking the time to speak to us in this end of the end of the the, the show show, the end of the season podcast. Um, Tom, it wouldn't be the Western League podcast if we didn't um, go out um, with a plug for your excellent <laughs> um, bulletin. Uh, so much, of course, of what we've been reviewing, including in the goal scoring stats, um, mm. are published. And um, uh, so can you tell, just in case there is a, a listener on planet Earth or indeed anywhere else in the solar system who isn't aware where they can find your, your bulletin, um, um, where is that published? The last of this season. Say, the last one for, for a short while. Um, yeah, so that is on the uh, toolstationleague.com website. If you, you scroll down uh, halfway, there's a little tab on the left and that takes you to the to the latest edition. It's also in the, the sort of latest news section as well. Uh, and that's been been published recently so obviously we've got all the the images and whatnot from the from the last phillips cup final uh and it's got any any little bits of news that drop in there and and stuff like that so that's uh yeah that's available on the tool station league website excellent stuff i'm gonna let ross and tom get their own room to discuss the promotion of plymouth argyle um josh thank you very much indeed for your time and thank you listeners for your time supporting the western league podcast this season